Hello everyone and welcome to this episode, the peer learning one, of Women Talking About Learning. I'm Andrew Jacobs. The idea of learning cooperatively with people across organisations is something I'm very keen on. The idea that someone, somewhere, knows the answer, and the learning function's role is simply to connect those people, is a reframing of what the learning function could and potentially should be. With that background, I was really looking forward to this episode, and we have two amazing guests to talk through it. Our first guest is Sheridan Webb. Sheridan is the community manager of the Training Designers Club and owner of Power Hour Training Materials. She has almost 30 years' experience in L&D consultancy in a wide range of industries and is passionate about making practical training quicker, easier and less stressful for busy L&D professionals. Our second guest is Liz Needham. Liz's career focus has been on people and organisational development since 2007. She's passionate about facilitating practical, context-specific learning that delivers change. Liz is known for creating reflective spaces and helping leaders to step back and understand how they can think and work differently. This episode is so far up my street, it's parked in my garden, and I'm sure that you'll love it too. Recorded in March this year, this is Women Talking About Learning, this is Sheridan, and Liz talking about peer learning. Hi Sheridan, nice to be speaking to you today, how are you doing? I'm alright, thanks Liz, it's nice to see you again. Um, really looking forward to this actually. Yeah, so we, we spoke actually a few weeks ago, didn't we, about peer learning and I guess this is an opportunity to maybe follow up on some of that and raise some new areas as well. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those topics, isn't it? When you start looking into it, it's, it's everywhere. Um, it, it seems to be connected to all other aspects of learning, which I think is perhaps why we are so interested in it and so keen on it and we're so bought into it ourselves. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So where where should we start then? Where where should we kick off? Um, I think it's probably worthwhile just clarifying what we mean, I suppose, by peer learning, because it's one of these phrases, isn't it, that's thrown around, and mm. we might all mean different things by it, and that's fine. But um, what what in your mind is peer learning? Yeah, I think it's a good it's a good question, and I think it gets it gets kind of. Um, blended in doesn't it with lots of other things like social learning and um communities of practice learning by community which is obviously our thing yeah and I think I think also sometimes just thinking about the word peer we we don't kind of use peers peer that that often in our day-to-day language so I think sometimes that can be a little bit kind of confusing and off-putting for people in terms of what what do you mean by peers so for me it's about where groups are acquiring kind of skills and knowledge and experience by helping each other and supporting and learning with each other so it's not where you've got a kind of almost expert teacher learner situation it's really where you are working with a with with a group to share knowledge within that group and there's some shared interest so there's either you know a shared it could be a shared role it could be a shared purpose it could be a shared goal but you've kind of got that um exchange of learning with and uh and through others at the same time does that does that make sense yeah, that that fits really with with my understanding of it. Really, I mean, I, I think my slight twist on that was for me. I always think of peer learning as being very informal, 
Um, mm, but, you know, I know that sometimes it can be formal because we know that as part of successful management development programs and things, you will have action learning sets and you yes. will have chat groups now and, and things like this. So that they can be set up and they can be managed formally. But in my mind, um, mm. peer learning is something that happens almost by accident and informally. Um, either in the workplace when you turn around and speak to that person who, on the desk next to you or you trot over to someone in the other team and just go and ask them a question or you know as we both work um, independently we're both self-employed when we reach out to our communities and our groups and just drop mm-hmm. a message in a whatsapp group say oh has anybody come across um, yeah. and then you wait you wait and see what happens <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a quite an interesting take on it. So uh, I guess I've got a slightly different perspective. So I've experienced them both informal and and formal. And mm. I think one of the kind of um, really tricky balances and the kind of the magic fairy dust is getting that balance right between how far does a does peer learning or some kind of community need to be um, managed uh guided have some kind of structure around it yeah and how loose do you do do you leave it and I think it depends on the situation but I've definitely worked on uh, longer term development programs where we very consciously brought together a group into a peer learning group who you know possibly wouldn't have thought of themselves in that way before Mm. and sometimes that's been because of role because of a whole series of new roles that have been being developed and it's been about exploring you know what that what that role is about sometimes it's been because of a of a particular topic or a particular problem um so I've yeah I've definitely been involved in some that have been quite almost you know we're going to meet once a month and this is how we're going to work together and others where it's just you you remember how far you engage is up to you what you mm. get involved in is up to you and I I definitely see benefits of both I think um, the ones that I've seen work really well have needed a little bit of structure around them mm. uh, in order to kind of get them to that stage where they they are sustainable and they do they do happen yeah I, I think that's it I mean as you were talking there Liz I think the thing that really st- uh, stood out for me is the thing with peer learning is it's the people in the group who drive the learning it isn't being driven from above but as you say it may be the learning manager or the group manager or whoever it may be um, that is let's say putting that structure there giving the prompts maybe maybe just um you know highlighting one or two things but they aren't the ones driving it is very much coming from within the group and um i I don't i haven't got permission to talk about this group it wasn't my client so i'll just call them a large company um this was happening years ago way before covid um they set up their own sort of youtube channel internally for their engineers um Mm. And that's a form of peer learning, isn't it? So their engineers Absolutely, would just do yeah. these very quick videos. You know, if you find this widget really tricky, this is what I've learned. Yeah. Um, and that was just, that. apparently that was the the best thing um, yeah. on the company internet. So- <laughs> yeah. And this, do you know, there's some brilliant examples. Um, I mean, I think there's some really good examples in the NHS of uh, peer learning and Uh, sharing of best practice and bringing people together in different forms to look at things like um, you know patient care and and equality Mm -hmm. etc there are some really good examples in 
um, education and um I, you know, I, I've kind of seen a lot in organisations, as you say, where where particular groups will kind of share their shortcuts and share share what they're learning and their problem solving. I think what's really interesting and one of the things that um, interests me about leadership is there aren't many that cut across geographical, professional, specialist boundaries and mm. look at things like uh, leadership across different types and sizes of organisation and, and sectors, etc. And, and that does surprise me because I think there's a lot of commonality there in, 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 in problems and in challenges that people are facing. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it can happen in all sorts of different ways, can't it? Within an organisation, within a wider profession, you know, over, over a wider geographical um, and interest spread as well. Yeah, and of course, technology. And I can say this now, um, for, for very many years, I was late to the technological revolution because nobody cabled our streets. I couldn't use Zoom or anything like that for so many years. <laughs> um, but now most of us can. Um, that has broken down a lot of barriers and it's made this collaborating with peers so much easier, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, So we don't have to be in the same workplace anymore. We can find them anywhere. It's interesting, isn't it? Because it has made it easier and I think it's opened up opportunities. Change always does. But it's also created some challenges. So, um, you know, if you look at some of the trends coming out around how much collaboration there is now in between teams, mm. you know, I think I think in terms of within teams now with the hybrid model, people are settling into some kind of pattern about how they stay connected. But I think we are still missing that broader connection across uh, companies and you know it's starting to come through in some of the research now that some of the kind of cross-team collaboration that came together for the pandemic where it was very much needed is now starting to fall back a little bit Mm. you know maybe we're going a bit more into silos in some areas and again I think that's something that is 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 missing a little bit at the moment and that actually is is going to kind of jump up and bite us a little bit that we're you know, most of what we're dealing with today in terms of challenges and in terms of change, it's complex, involves lots of interdependencies. You know, we have to think of things a bit more systemically, I think, Mm. rather than um, thinking about our own areas. And I think uh, peer learning can be a great way of doing that and opening up people's perspectives, knowledge, understanding of what other people are doing and collaborating to solve more complex uh, problems not from a an expert position but from a actually how do we get together you know what 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 could we do to work on this mm. I think it's a great way of doing that I mean there's, there's a couple of things as you were speaking there Liz think uh, as you rightly say we're, we're having fewer of those water cooler moments aren't we I mean certainly as trainers we're not going into offices as, as often we're doing more virtually um, so you're not having those random conversations and people who work yeah. within businesses aren't having as many random conversations because of the hybrid working so i think um that is a missed opportunity which is why um you were saying about having um, a more conscious approach um to peer learning is Mm. is something that we perhaps need to be able to to say actually it's okay to schedule a half hour chat uh with some Mm. colleagues you know let's let's get a virtual coffee break together um i mean years ago i was working with um, a bank 
And it, we were just doing quite a standard management development program, if there is such a thing. And the the training manager took me aside. We were, you know, we'd, we'd done quite a few of these programs. And she went, Sheridan, I just want to give you some feedback. It's going really well. She said, but please don't take this the wrong way. They would, they're getting just as much value from being forced to sit in a room together. Mm-hmm. And so I don't take that the wrong way at all. I know exactly what you mean, because those little side conversations were just, and that, oh, I didn't know you worked on that. Oh, do you know so-and-so? Oh, have you come across? Yeah, talk to me afterwards. Yeah. And it's that, it's that that, you know, a lot to, a lot of time, I think the solutions are hidden in plain sight. But when we are too blinkered and too focused, we miss out on so much. Um, mm. But the, the one thing I want to ask a question, and I may be taking it off a little bit um, off here, because we talked about, you know, making, uh, reaching out to people, making a more conscious effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's because I am a woman, but I feel that the women are embracing this peer learning perhaps a little bit more than our male colleagues. I don't know. That's just oh, okay. my impression. Um, but certainly the communities that I'm in are majority women. It's a really interesting one, isn't it? Um, I, yeah, I think I see that a little bit in the communities I'm part of. Hmm. And I wonder how much that is because um, women are engaging in it more or it's just where I'm showing up, you know, because there's always yeah, that exactly. question, isn't there, about, well, if I'm attracted to that, you know, well, is that attracting yeah. other people that, that look and think and behave like me? That's why um, it may be completely erroneous. But. Yeah, I think it's an interesting question to ask. I mean, I guess what I observe is that women are great uh, social networkers. They're great at peer learning, you know, outside of the workplace, aren't they? You know, um, I'm, you know, include myself in that. You know, we we kind of build our, our, our support networks, Um you know, we have those those people around us that support us in all sorts of different ways uh, when we need it, and you know we're great at that at that social networking. I think what I see sometimes, particularly with leaders in organisations, is that lack of confidence. I do see it in men as well, mm. but I think um, for all sorts of reasons, I think sometimes women uh, want to protect the teams that they're in, so they want to. Um, they want to kind of give that impression that everything's okay, nothing's changing. They want to they want to be protective, but I think there's also a confidence thing about going out and engaging with other people outside of your immediate circle. So every single time, what I observe is people are nervous about engaging in a peer learning environment mm. because of what they might bring to it, but. Every single time afterwards, people are so excited and full of energy and they've really enjoyed it and they've both got something from it and given something, which we come back to that exchange piece again. So I've got a bit of a mixed views on that. I think sometimes actually women need a little bit of uh, encouragement and and support, especially where those peer learning groups are mixed Mm. and... um, that might be mixed in seniority that might be mixed in um you know the the, the types of the types of roles uh, that are showing up and the people that we that we won't know etc um so yeah it's 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 maybe we've had slightly different experiences of that. Or, or maybe it just shows up in a different way mm. um i mean I, I i know that obviously our um 
our male colleagues, of course, they learn from each other. It's, you know, it, yeah. it's how people oh, yeah. learn. I mean, it's been proven, you know, this is how we, we all learn from each other all the time. Um, mm. Maybe it's, I don't know, like I say, maybe it's just where we're showing up. Maybe they're the sort of environments that are attractive to us. Mm. Um, and maybe the, there's possibly some gentlemen sitting, listening to this going, but the group I'm in, it's loads of fellas turn up all the time. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, I think it's perhaps just, it's, it's another way of learning and it's a way of learning that that's always been there, but we've given it a name now and it's become a little bit more formalized. So maybe we're just a bit more aware of it. Um, yeah. So perhaps looking out for it a bit more. I think, I think the other thing um, that I'd like to throw into the mix um, that I think has become obviously a bit, a bit of a kind of higher priority for people at the moment is around belonging mm. so um i think what these peer learning groups can do uh particularly again what i see for leaders is it's quite you know leadership is a really hard position in any organization at any level as it's the hardest thing to do and particularly at the moment with you know the complexity and the uncertainty that everybody is being faced with I don't speak to anybody that just kind of goes you know what I've got it sorted but everything's <laughs> all right you know I can take a bit of time off you know everyone's more 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 quicker quicker um and you know that is relentless isn't it you it know, is and we're, we're balancing all sorts of other things outside of work as well and what I see in the peer learning groups is the is is another way of building some real belonging and you know when we look at organizations and we look at wanting to build your talent pipeline we look at wanting to retain people we know how important belonging is on all sorts of different mm. levels both in terms of me personally and thinking about how an organization you know meets some of my needs and matches with my values um, there was some really interesting research that the London School of Economics did on uh, transformational change uh, post-pandemic mm -hmm. and belonging was a really key factor in whether organisations were able to make the changes or not. So that sense of feeling involved, feeling listened to, feeling that you're in a place where you belong. Mm -hmm. And I think peer learning can really deliver some of that because you know, that's where we get to in a safe space, hopefully, talk about what what it is we're finding challenging, what 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 problems we've got. That's where we get to collaborate to solve some of that. That's where we get also as as people with experience to share some of that experience to help others, you know, that, that are maybe going through things that we've already um had the chance to do some learning about. So I think that is a real key thing for organisations at mm. the moment, and we're missing a trick a little bit. Yeah, I mean, know, it's, it's, yeah, it, it is. It's a it's a great way. I mean, I, I sort of jotted down um, before we started speaking is about scarf. You know, David Rock's scarf. Yes, yeah. Um, and I think peer learning does give us the opportunity to have a little bit of status because oh, you know, I know something and I can share that. Um, it gives us that certainty because I'm getting advice from someone who I trust. I know them. I trust them. Um, they're not going to lead me up the garden path. Um, it's that autonomy because it's, I, I choose what to do with this information. It's not my boss telling me what to do. It's not a trainer telling me what to do. Um, yeah. it, it's down to me. And then, of course, the relationships um, that, that you've um, expanded on so well. Um, so I think there's definitely a lot of that. And it, it is. It's about the agility, isn't it? And it's about the the satisfaction of solving a problem and that legacy 
element as well. I mean, yeah. that's, um, and, and I was reading an article and I can't for the light, I couldn't reference it even if you asked me to, because um, that's not how my brain works. But there is yeah. um, something to do with um, peer learning as well. It's a brilliant way to sort of, for knowledge management within a business, isn't it? Yes, and that definitely. passing it on and keeping the talent within the company um, was the more we can cross fertilize, the better that is for everybody. Because we, we're learning in the flow of work. Um, yeah. And I know it's often misquoted and all the rest of it, but you know, the, the sort of Charles Jennings 70 2010 thing. Um, peer learning is right there in that 70%, isn't it? We, we, yeah. We work something it, out with the help of our peers as we're doing it. Yeah. It's really interesting because um, one of the earlier uh, podcasts, the um, the hybrid one with, with they were talking about the seventy twenty ten and mm. maybe you know how how some of those areas start to merge and we think about them more flexibly so yeah. you know peer learning can actually sit in any of those in, in any of those areas and I really like that idea of even when you're doing formal learning that it's less about somebody at the front you know, mm. teaching you, and it's more about actually how do we get curious about some of these challenges that we're facing. I mean, one of the one of the biggest challenges I've had with, um, you know, setting up and, and, and managing uh, peer learning spaces is no matter how much you tell people, some people will t- still turn up with the expectation that someone's going to present to them for an hour <laughs> and they can be cooking their dinner and, you know, doing some other things. Now, I kind of get all that. We're all multitasking. But even though I say, you know, this isn't this isn't about somebody um, talking to you, you will, you will be working collectively with a group and exploring things mm. and, you know, you can engage in that kind of as, as, as much as you want. But... I think we one of the things the pandemic has done, you know, everyone went online, didn't they? There's so many webinars available. There's so much yeah. content. Um, so for me, it's really interesting about how do we create those reflective thinking spaces where leaders and groups can really think about the impact they're having and how they improve their practice and I think what you were saying there around grounded in reality so grounded in other people mm. who are also in similar situations or similar roles or um or wanting to achieve something similar because there's nothing like we're in it our view and our experience of it will always be different than somebody that's brought in from outside yeah. which can also add value but we don't do enough of that mining of the knowledge and the expertise that's within I think absolutely um, I mean and, and that's something um you know within the the community that I manage is it's that sounding board um yeah. that's so yeah. powerful to people so I've been looking into this or I'm thinking about doing that can I just sense check it with you and yeah. Yeah. just the thoughts that come from other people some people with lots of relevant experience other people with nothing but still saying well as an observer or as an outsider, um, this yeah. would be my first thought. It's just invaluable. Um, yeah. Because I, I think you said uh, quite at the start there, Liz, that sometimes it's to do with confidence, not so much with competence. So you don't need to go on a course or get a qualification. Um, you just need someone with perhaps a bit more experience or a different perspective to to run things by and say, oh, yeah, that sounds good. And oh, do you want to see how I do it? Do you want me to chat you through it? Um, because quite often that's all we need to have the confidence to actually try something new, to 
um, upskill and it's this incremental improvement, isn't it? And I think peer learning really helps us um, to improve incrementally rather than expecting to take big leaps, Mm. um, which can feel very, very scary. Yeah, yeah, it's more like continuous improvement, mm. isn't it? It's uh, yeah, or continuing to kind of look at a, t- a topic and look at how you how you develop that. And and as you said before, it can be formal, informal. It shows up in all sorts of different ways. So people, you know, will be engaging in peer learning all the time, both in a professional sense and outside of outside mm. of their profession as well. Um, and you know I don't think we need to worry too much about labels but I think sometimes when we're thinking about you know maybe thinking about our own development or if we're in L&D and we're thinking about the areas that you know we want to help the organization developing or teams developing I think sometimes thinking about that that peer-to-peer you know that thing that you were just talking about around um you know, people getting excited about talking, talking to each other. So just recently, I was running an event for um, a college. And, you know, one of the things we did is we got people to uh, partner up with individuals that they didn't know, and they wouldn't Mm -hmm. normally get the chance to work with, to work with some of the things that we'd kind of been talking about in between the sessions done it a million times not not nothing really innovative about that but the buzz in the room everyone got their calendars out they were off speaking to the partners setting they're like oh I'm so excited that we can kind of work together and we can have some more conversations about this and again when we're doing um you know when we're creating environments whether it's virtual or whether it's face-to-face building in that time where that that peer learning can happen um Mm. You know, one of the biggest pieces of feedback, I used to, I sat on the CIPD Manchester branch committee for a long time, and one of the biggest pieces of feedback we always used to get was no matter how much you built it in, people wanted more time for, yeah. the, for that networking and, and yes. talking to people around the sessions. You know, they want the topics as well, but they want more time just to speak to people in breakouts, get to know what's happening in their organisations. Mm. It's peer learning. Yeah. And I think it's just sort of going slightly uh, um, off at a bit of an angle. Mm. And I was just thinking when you were talking there about why do we find talking to people who are like us so valuable? Mm. Um, I find a conversation with somebody, you know, who's a practitioner like me, you know, nothing special, just doing their job. I find Mm. that a lot more valuable than listening to a thought leader or someone who's, you know, got, 16 books out and you know as, as a keynote speaker I mean whilst they're interesting don't get me wrong they're interesting but I, I don't know for me it's perhaps a little maybe it's the way I learn um I find that a little bit too top level a little bit too sanitized maybe whereas speaking mm. to a peer they will tell me how it is warts and all they use language I understand um mm. I feel I can ask a lot of questions and I won't look stupid um, if I okay. ask a question, because we're equal, um, and I don't know, I don't know if that maybe brings down some barriers that might be associated with more formal and more traditional learning. I don't know. I think it's a really interesting observation, isn't it? Um, I think I like a bit of both, but I'm all I'm also kind of very aware that I'm very practically minded, and so I have to be able to 
you know, I don't mind taking something away that I need to think about, but at some point I need to kind of work out what I want to do with it. And I think mm. sometimes I don't like things that are too theoretical and haven't aren't grounded in, in practice at all. And I think that's what you're talking about. It's about talking with somebody who's done this on the ground, yeah. knows the challenges and is going to come at it from a very practical perspective. So I can yeah. definitely see see value in both. But I agree with you. I think kind of speaking to your peers, it quite often resonates with you, doesn't it? About, you know, A, in terms of just, just talking about challenges. So in the peer, um, in the leadership uh, peer network that I, that I run, the biggest thing is when people share their problems mm. and their challenges and they think they are the only one and they think they're struggling with leadership because they've got this challenge and then everyone else kind of goes oh yes you know we've got we've got a bit of that as well and then they can kind of really work together then on I've tried this or how can we explore that in a a different way and you know the exact same thing happens in our designer drop-ins that we have every week with the trainers it's like I'm really struggling to bring this to life and it's like oh well I did that six months ago or I saw this activity and all yeah. of a sudden that problem yeah. is is so much easier to cope with isn't it yeah and and coming back again to the flip side of that is the delight i see when people come away thinking i help someone else's thinking yes so you know when we're thinking about reward in a very challenging context right now where you know we know organizations haven't necessarily always got lots of spare cash um where you know we know that retention is, is an issue actually um peer learning's free to... <laughs> well it's not exactly free because there is a time element of it but it is about using your own your own resources and there's that whole thing you know you were talking about knowledge i'm really interested in wisdom in, in yes. what's wisdom yeah, yeah. rather than learning so you know that whole passing on our wisdom mm. and that kind of brings me back to females and female circles so I'm also interested in it from that perspective of uh you know of 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 the historical nature of female circles and passing down wisdom and mm, how we do yes. that as well. so you know it's very interesting from all sorts of different perspectives that is definitely going off on a different on a different track but I think I I was gonna say I think it does lead us into um a question that's you know so so what what can we do to develop our our peer learning you know if we want it to be more conscious because obviously we're both real advocates Mm. um what what can we do to to encourage people to embrace it and do more of it so you mean what can we do as individual as individuals or what can we do um as individuals I think Mm. so uh let me think I think I would start with doing a little bit of looking around at what at what networks are around you because I think there's probably an awful lot going on that we don't that we don't know so I'd probably Mm. start with just thinking where could I engage more what might I get from that have a look what's in your organization have a look what's in your profession maybe um, have a talk to your friends and and people that you do collaborate with. And I was working with someone actually earlier today on the different types of things that you might get from from involvement in different um, kind of learning activities. So maybe think about what do you need for your development? What do you need for your for your role in terms of your operational? What what might you need in terms of your kind of strategic thinking? So maybe think about that. Um, 
I think the second thing I would say, and particularly for women, is look outside of your organisation. So I just know so many people who stay within their organisation and that is about a confidence thing. Mm. And I can guarantee if you reach out and you engage in a, in a wider um, peer learning network, you will absolutely benefit from it. So to build mm. more insight and to build more confidence. And then I guess the third thing you could think about is maybe you could set something up. <laughs> maybe you could, you know, it doesn't have to be huge. But maybe you could think if there is a gap for you, there's probably a gap for others as well. Mm. So maybe when you've looked at what's around you, you could have a think about do I wanna do you know, do I want to kick something mm. off? Good point. Good point. What about you? What would your top tips well, be? You know, I'm a massive fan of communities, um, as you know, but I'm gonna go the other way with this. And I'm gonna okay. say um easy things that we can do is I mean I'm very active on LinkedIn. I know a lot of people are, and you make, we make new LinkedIn connections all the time. And, and every now and then someone will say, let's have a virtual coffee. And I perhaps don't take that up as much as I should. So oh, okay. maybe we okay. ought to just even More if coffees. it's just, just 20 <laughs> minutes. And like, yeah, let's yeah. just have a chat and find out what you do because you don't know what you don't know. And yeah. it's fascinating to hear what other people do. And um, just, you know, you never know when that might be useful. So that's perhaps one thing I would do. And if, if you're in an organization, uh, and I know time is so precious, but what I said before about we're missing those water cooler moments. Um, so mm. maybe, you know, it would be a bit of a culture shock, I guess, in a lot of places, but to have have the chit chat at the start or the end of the meeting. So actually, can you all get here at quarter to 10? Because we're going to have a coffee and we're going to have a chat. Um, and then we're going to start the meeting at 10. Maybe that would be something that would work. Um I don't know. And then the third thing, because you did three, so I'll do three as well, um, is to um, give before you receive. So mm. offer things out, listen to what people are asking for, offer your help. Um, mm. And then, of course, what goes around comes around. And it's amazing what doors that will open. Love that, love that, love that. Offer, offer first. And I also really like that idea at the beginning of team meetings and you know, and maybe as a build on that, maybe, you know, do something at the beginning or at the end of team meetings that just shares, you know, what have yeah. we, what have we learned recently? What have we achieved? What's, what's gone really well? Because I think we've got out of the habit of all of that. I think it's meeting, you know, after meeting. So yeah, how can we use those spaces at the beginning and at the end yeah. to, to generate a little bit of peer learning very quickly it doesn't have to be something that's you know we've got two hours set aside and we have to travel somewhere <laughs> exactly to do it. um so yeah i really like those those uh those recommendations because yeah. of course before we were all virtual when you had a meeting people would arrive early and people would linger afterwards wouldn't they and they just have these little catch-ups um yeah. and that doesn't happen quite so much now no um what was i going to say something else um to do with the peer learning setting oh yes it was to do with the formal programs as well um mm -hmm. as someone who's designed training for very many years um and we you know we like the structure we like the outcomes we like you know the timetables and all the rest of it but and it, again it comes back to what you said at the start it's about letting go a little bit of the control so oh, as part of our development programs let's mm -hmm. build in some elements whether that is um you know, a community chat function on whatever uh, format you use, whether it is informal buddy systems, um, mm. but th touch points where people can learn informally from each other 
without the yeah. control or the direction of the person who's managing the program because you know the most successful um management development program I was ever involved with I can't take full credit for it I only did half of it um the thing that truly made it a success if I'm totally honest was the fact that they went through as a cohort they bonded as a team and they supported yes. each other and they were on the phone to yeah. each other and they pop in to each other's offices and it mm. made such a huge difference um for yeah. them applying their learning and seeing the differences so um yeah, yes you know the program was good there was formal coaching but that was the magic source I think that really made that program particularly successful so it's about spaces isn't it less focus mm. on less focus on I want this particular outcome at this time from this session and more about can I create the conditions can I create a space in which people can come together and mm. will and that takes a bit of trust doesn't it and it some does. psychological safety in terms of thinking this is an investment yes um I might not be able to see immediately but actually longer term I'm I'm building those those learning habits. I'm building that ability for people to know who to go to, who to have the conversations with, how to how to learn, how to mm. problem solve together, and that's going to be so beneficial for organisations. I think going forward, it is. But it's, it's also quite brave, isn't it? Because we can't measure it. We can't tick it off a list. Um, and you know, when organisations are tasked with providing metrics for everything they do. Um, it's yeah. very difficult to say, oh, well, you know, Jan and Trevor, they had a lunch together and they got immense value out of that. Well, what was that value and how are they applying it? Was Not everything can be measured. In fact, there's a great quote, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll no doubt get it wrong now. Um, not everything that counts can be measured. Not everything that can be measured counts. Yeah, absolutely. Big, and big... I think that's true of peer learning. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, it's been great talking to you about peer learning today I've really enjoyed the conversation and oh, thanks to always. Andrew for inviting us <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, insightful as always Liz you always um you always really broaden my mind whenever we have a chat so thank you very much for joining me today oh what a lovely piece of feedback thanks Sheridan <laughs> likewise right back at you speak to you soon okay, okay bye bye there's so much in this conversation I'm going to need to go back to when we were recording, I realised I wasn't looking for the links and so on that I usually do. I ended up having to listen back to it at least twice, I think it is, to capture all the things that our two brilliant guests referenced. All the links are detailed in the show notes. A massive thank you to Shevden and Liz for their time and producing such a great podcast episode. I know this will become a favourite. Their contact details are in the show notes, along with links to our website future episodes and to our donation page we're back soon with another episode of women talking about learning and next time it's the ambition one as always thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon